What up, though? I'm your boy Chill B. This is the Chill Bravado Podcast, and I bring you a series called Laker 82-16, where we cover the grind of an 82-game-long season where it takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end. And we are past the halfway point. I was going to do an episode of just talking about how the first half of the season is gone, but I feel like that will be an incomplete episode because we have no idea who we are right now because we have so many people injured and we just kind of have to be knee-jerk reaction to every moment. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And I want to talk about the criticisms that some of the fans have on certain particular players after said player has been someone they've praised over a certain period of time. And I'm going to also speak on the team rockets, the young fellas, the young kids and how they made LeBron feel old. Um, how a young guy was on barbecue chicken alert on a particular player that is being criticized that I would get to some good news on Anthony Davis, as well as we're going to discuss some of the, you know, riffraff and shenanigans of the game's past with heartbreaking losses and overtimes to Dallas, as well as the Sixers debacle, which feels like we never want to win a game when they try to give it to us all that. And just a little bit more next. for trouble make it double to protect the world from devastation to unite all peoples within our nation to denounce the evils of truth and love to extend our reach to the stars above jesse james team rocket blast off at the speed of light surrender now or prepare to fight me oh that's right that's right that's right that's right yeah man we had to go against those pesky Young Bucks, Team Rocket, who they gave the Lakers all they can handle. Although I never felt like they were going to lose the game. It was just a very, it was one of those bad wins. But you know what's, you know, worse than a bad win? A good loss. So we've experienced two good losses. I'm doing air quotes in the podcast feed. So just know, see those, you see them or you hear them? Yeah, that's what we had. We had two good losses, which leave you know makes my stomach turn because I hate moral victories, but I have to take some from time to time in the grand scheme of things. But knee jerk reaction, and at that moment, it, it sucks. So last night I was like, man, as soon as LeBron goes to the bench, the Rockets make a run. So let's get right into a little breakdown of those pesky Rockets, okay? Um, Sengun career night. Um, he continued to show the concerns we have with TB. That's Thomas Bryant's defense. So the fans were giving him a lot of, you know, a lot of slack, a lot of criticism. Oh, man, TB's, you know, he's getting cooked, which he was. And <laughs> it was obvious. The young kid, he got moves, man. And he has nice size with it, too. And he was cooking, man, from the jump. And TB has now been sh- is showing more and more as we get to get some of these bigger matchups, bigger bigs, and um, just even someone like Christian Wood, Dallas was giving him fits because Christian Wood's ability to go off the dribble, um, finish over the top, um, very crafty in his scoring ability. Christian Woods gave him problem, and then you knew that Embiid was going to be able to do whatever he wanted against anybody we had without Anthony Davis there. So, all in all, still these things happen. We still could have won those games, but let's continue on this game for the Rockets. We'll get to that. TB, I want to say this game shows it. He's starting around the gas a little bit. I don't think it's him lack of effort 
Because just you could tell that he's playing a lot of minutes, logging a lot of minutes. A guy who probably never, you know, had to play this high level on this big a stage at this point. And then after the injury. So it's like right now we're seeing him kind of have a little bit of regression. But it's really, it's really just like he just run out of gas, like energy. So we need AD to come back in a big way. He can't come back fast enough so we can kind of condense the minutes that TV plays. That way he can always have that switch on go because him trying to be a, a defender, uh, a, a rim runner, um, you know, transition bucket getter, mid-range shooter, occasional shoot from the three. Like we're asking a lot from a guy who's on a vet minimum contract. We're asking a lot from a guy who who nobody views as being a top 10, 15 big in this league, but <clears throat> he's still very much capable of playing it high levels at certain points of the ball game, but just just not been his stretch. I just feel like it's just him wearing down a little bit. Um, that just comes from fatigue and, you know, it, you've had a good run of centers, Joker and all these guys. It's been a lot of guys that we played against that does not match up well for him. So I see why we worked out Cousins, we and the Lakers, and Miles Leonard. Just looking for big bodies because if Damon Jones could not even be, you can't even bring Damon Jones on the floor. So what does that say with the coaching staff will not even put you in the game? At this point, it's like we have to find a way to move Damon Jones because I don't understand why you're not playing him at all. Like I can see if he had limited minutes, but at all, what has he shown that makes you feel that, you know, like I just can't trust this guy. I don't want to play him. So it, that's disturbing. So I see why you're working out other bigs and you're praying the guy AD comes back with no setbacks unless his role with it this season. But when you gave <clears throat> he is the energy guy, hustle guy, and he's still trending up. Okay. He's still trending up. <clears throat> And he's out here, you know, doing things that we wish Damon Jones would do. But he's fouling too much. Just fouling way too much. Like, every time you turn around, it's foul, foul. Fouls out the game. Best best thing was AD looked at him. And like, what I tell you? Like, why you why you bring your hand down? Go straight up. What I tell you? If it's something that AD knows. He knows about defense. He may not know how to keep, you know, his feet on the ground and and he doesn't know how to you know land without hurting himself he may not know how to deal with the injury stuff but what he knows how to do is play some defense so he was over there giving him an earful to his young guy and i think winging takes it well he gives us so much energy and effort and you, you can't deny what he brings to the floor and he's really gotten the net for you know offensively attacking the basket off the dribble now hit a couple uh, uh a set three-point shots in the corner over the last couple games so he's really been encouraging and impressing me but we still need bigs. But we still need wings, too. It's like we just need big players that can be versatile. And that's really what this team is missing. The versatility of this team is always going to be in question until you fill out those. You know, when you got JTA playing big minutes, which I like JTA in a small role. I know some who don't like him. But he's fine for what he's worth. He's supposed to be a glue guy, an end-of-the-bench guy who's supposed to come in and spot minutes. But when you have so many injuries and you have a roster that's not constructed well, then you're going to have a guy like JTA playing way too many minutes, logging way too much time and getting one too many shifts. But, hey, what do you do? You got to play who you got, which is still confusing because Damon Jones still can't get on the floor even when you have a guy like JTA who is probably not better than him at doing those things. But he's able to switch. He's able to play tough and play with grit. I respect what he does, but he should not be asked to do what he's doing. <clears throat> Patrick Beverly returned when he's been out with a non-COVID you know, illness. So 
I was wondering, was the trade buzz about to get to going because of him being out and missing games because of non-COVID sickness, though? I said, man, must be a trade in the works. They don't want to get him hurt. Put him on bubble wrap. But no, he comes back, has a strong a strong showing with 11 points. He went three or six from the three-point line. That's all you can ask for him as far as an offensive end. Defensively, he's just going to do whatever he can do to be a pest and whatnot. I seen him on Gordon a lot. I seen him doing some things well. He had a pretty good game. Can't really complain about what Pat Bev brings you, but that's still doesn't stop me from saying that he's probably getting traded okay um we're still waiting on the returns of austin Reeves and lonnie walker and they're you know going to be reevaluated soon so we're definitely going to keep an eye on them because we missed them think about we had those two guys even just just austin in this stretch of games remember troy brown didn't play in a couple of those games pat bev like we said he didn't play so we were really you know we was playing cole swider Okay, and Max Christie continues to you know do a good job having to play a role he's playing. But at 19, I don't want him to do that. So when we come back next, we're going to talk about the big three. All right, the big three, even though one is out. All right, we are back, Laker8216. Go subscribe to the Chill Bravado Podcast on all your platforms. Um, go check us out, man. Go check out, after you give me a first listen, go over and check out the All Sports Podcast with my boy JR, and he'll give you the rundown on the world of sports. You know, all, all that good jazz. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. Not try. I just don't have the energy to give every sport this because i would go crazy you know i could stay calm following one team but i can't do it following multiple teams across multiple leagues it's not that easy so uh, in order for me to give you this chill vibe this chill bravado confidence i have to do it in what i can what i can control I, and that keeps me from doing knee-jerk reaction because t jr's team blow up everything you know that's his mode so instead of blowing up everything let me give you some good news Anybody ready for some good news? The good word. Anybody want to hear, you know, this, this good gospel here on, on this podcast. Let me tell you, AD is set to return. And it's looking like they're saying maybe, maybe before the end of January. So before we hit the all-star break, he comes back in, get his feet wet, go out there, you know, you know, you know t put his toe in the water, you know, see if, you know, check the temperature on it and see how we go. And I and pray, we pray to God that toe doesn't get hurt. So, that excites me because I know this team needs it. You know how a team just needs a shot in the arm? You know, just a B12 shot, if you will. Well, we need an AD shot. We need we need AD to come out here and give this team a, a, a fresh breath of life. I think a trade would do that as well. But AD is already here, so that will be the first thing to go because without AD, and none of this really works if you don't have Anthony Davis in the equation as the big dog, okay? You put parentheses around, you know, you know AD. And, and when I say parentheses, I mean bubble wrap. That's because everybody makes the jokes about the street calls. And that's just as far as I'll go. I'm not going to get too much into it. But I hope he comes back and plays well. LBJ drops. 48, he gets the rocket and goes up against yet another father-son duo. And Jabari, um, Jabari Smith Jr. I was going to get the cut of him, you know, telling him, hey, man, you played against my dad your first game. And get, you know, Sacramento. But I'm pretty sure you'll see that all over the news. So that was fun to watch. But this is what they that frustrated me in this game. Oh, Playing against these Rockets, LeBron's coming off, 
you know, you know, screen shooting elbow jumpers and shooting that three ball, which I'm glad it started falling again. You can't pick the game that it's going to start falling. It's not like it's his fault. You know, you, you shoot the same way. You shoot the shot. You practice the shot. You make the shot sometimes. It's a make or miss league, as I once heard people say. But it's funny that you can do all this down screen, shoot off the elbow in this, in this game. But when the game's on the line against Dallas, when the game's, you know, right there for the taking against the Sixers, we see Russ with the ball. All we see LeBron shoot a fadeaway three-pointer. And I get it because he probably gassed and he just doesn't have the lift and all that. You know, his ankle soreness is always on the injury report. But it just frustrates me knowing that this is the a jumper you're comfortable playing against a team you know you can beat. So if, if I was going to criticize LeBron, that's one thing that drives me nuts is against these Houston Rockets, the Charlotte Hornets, and all these teams where he knows that he can turn it on, turn it off. But when you go up against a worthy opponent like the Sixers and the Dallas Mavericks, when the game gets tight, now he's trying to make the perfect pass. He's trying to make the most calculated move or he's trying to hit the most difficult, impossible game winners. It drives me nuts. So you already know how I feel. I'm not going to get to it too much right now because I want to talk about it later. But yeah, he drops 48 against the young squad and it was cool to have. But now let me get into some of these crucial moments I'm talking about in close games. Russ against the Sixers claims he was fouled. The video, all the screenshot, everybody zooms in and looked like he was grabbed. But as soon as he bobbled the ball and started dribbling and lost it, I was like, ham hey, call timeout. Just call it. Let's set up something. If we're going to lose, and let's lose, you know, let's lose with some structure, you know, some organization, you know, not just, you know, the scrimmage Because if you were just saying, well, we're running in transition, we want to get them while they're not set with the half-court defense, I'm fine with that. But as soon as Westbrook pulled it back out and lost control of the ball, and then tries to go in against, you know, go go past Embiid in that angle. I was like, this is probably could have been avoided. People mad at LeBron didn't get the ball. I was kind of like, get the ball to LeBron, but I wasn't thinking that initially. I'm thinking call the timeout. I'm like, why not call the timeout? Just go ahead and do it. And let's just see what happens. And then at least Russ did one thing. At least he drove to the basket and tried. The referees failed to bail out. You know, LeBron the other night, and now they failed to call this. So it's like, maybe it's a, I see the point now. What's the point of driving to the basket, but they're not going to call the foul in a way because the refs all of a sudden don't want to, you know, control the game. Troy Brown Jr. gets fouled against Dallas when he shoots the three. No, nope, we don't want to call that because apparently he high-fived him, um, got a piece of the ball or something. You know, something stupid like that. But, you know, we, I'm going to talk about that game in a second too. But, yeah, the, the, the late game management – it brought some criticisms because fans now saying fire ham. Ham's terrible. Ham sucks. How is he better than Vogel? This is blah, blah. Like, calm down. When the team's on a five-game winning streak, you know, nobody had nothing to say about him. And when they was on that five-game winning streak, everybody was praising TB. And, you know, everybody was loving Russ. And then now that we've had a couple games of hardship, here we are again. It's just a cycle. It's the circle of life in the NBA and as a fan. You know, how did, how, how did Mufasa explain in December? He pointed out all the places, you know, in Pride Rock and, you know, all, all the land and whatnot. And he he told him about the antelope in the grass and, and all this good stuff. Well, guess what? That's how it works when you're a fan in the NBA for real of a team. You're going to be seeing the ups and downs. If you're a fan of a player, you're going to live and die by that guy. And you're going to defend or, you know, whatever and be loyal to that player. That's where the rust stands come from. That's where the LBJ um, bronze sexuals come from. So I, I, I'm just I'm neither one because I'm a Laker fan. So they're on a the team. I want to talk about them, but I'm not gonna 
you know, like tear him down. Oh, he sucks. He's terrible. He's not the goat. That's why he's not the goat right there. That one thing made him not the goat. And Russ, and that's why Russ is stat pattern. All he does is just get numbers and wants to have fun. He doesn't want to win. He wants to have fun. Every time he rocks the baby, we lose now. Stop rocking the baby. It's your fault. He sucks. Trade him. Trade him for anything. A bag of potato chips. You know, all these dumb things come out. TB, play Winnie Gabriel more. Okay. Then y'all was saying, well, we need to play Thomas Bryant. You know, it's just it's just over and oh, like we did look for things to be upset about. I need you guys to calm down, but not too much. I still be mad and upset because if you don't say what you what you're saying, I don't have any content to talk about. So I just want you to hear what I'm saying after you're upset, and let's see if we can calm that down. Chill, bravato, calm it down. I want to give you a calm way to voice what you feel is appropriate and what you're confident in, because some of you are confident and LeBron's not the goat. And I'm perfectly fine with that. If I don't agree with you or if I do agree with you, I'm going to give you my opinion. So as we move on, I'm going to give you more of my opinion because I have worries about the upcoming games and in the way the Dallas game could have been avoided after this. All right, the big controversy. Yeah, Dallas game, overtimes. Why didn't they just foul him? How come they did not just foul Luka? I was saying the same thing, but then I looked to see how much time was left. So you you have to do the foul. I think we should have fouled, but I think you have to do it at a later time. It was, it was, it was too much time left because you foul him with six seconds left and he goes and shoots, you know, free throws. And then he makes it a one point game. And then they foul you and you go down to the other end. And God, you know, LeBron and Russ and all these guys cannot shoot free throws. And they make one of two. And then he comes down and hits that three. Or you know, you know, it's like it's it's just too much going in. I, I think Pat Bev is actually missed in that last minute part of the game because Dennis Schroeder, even though he plays up close as possible as he can, I just think Pat Bev would have been a little stronger attack. Um I think blitzing and doubling Luka would have been a more more option, make somebody else beat us. Um, it was just unfortunate because that to me that was the game where I looked at Ham the most and was like, all right, man, like show me, show like this is what we need you to come through with the game plan, like finish it off. The players have got us to this point. We need you now to X and know us, um, put us in the spots. Let's go. And then once we start going into the overtimes and LeBron with gas and Russ don't want to have energy as far as between those two. And Russ did fine. He did the stupid foul when he bumped him with his shoulder. And we looked at it for like 15 minutes. Felt like looking at some flag. And then it was a, a take foul for some reason. And then it was a flagrant foul. And then he missed the free throws and they missed the three. And we went the other way. So all is fair. But that was a terrible transition. This terrible moment for the, in the game for the Lakers that, we, that was avoided. But then you get to Luka and he hits these big shots. And you have to credit Luka for this because... He was struggling to, for, for a large amount of that game. The defense on him was fine. Like, the Lakers fought back from that early deficit, which is what happens. I thought it might be another 50-point, you know, type of quarter. But, no, it, it didn't turn out that way. And that's fine because we seen how the game played out. We know calls were made, calls weren't made. But I'm not here to, to too much worry on that. But that's when I really felt the criticism. So, now going forward, because we dropped the Philly game, we dropped the – the Dallas game, you know, and we we were just doing so well with that five-game winning streak. But this is what happens right now. And see, this is why you can't 
you know, you, you can't start two and ten. But you, you also, this is a ball club that has so many rotating players, it takes a while to get a chemistry. And we didn't have Thomas Bryant in the first part of that season. We didn't have Dennis Schroeder in the beginning of that season. We didn't have Troy Brown right off the bat. So our guys who are in a rotation, a lot of them are missing. And now I'm a little word coming up. Upcoming game, we got Sacktown on Wednesday. We got the Grizz on Friday. Then we got Portland. Then we got the Clippers. Okay, Sacktown, who they're going to be ready for us because they just we just beat them barely. Like, if you realize if the De'Aaron Fox makes that shot or gets that foul, they win. If Jimmy Butler in the Miami game makes that that pull up at the end of the game, they win. Like, you see what I'm? You see how this goes? We're upset about these these crucial games against the Sixers and. Um, against Dallas, but we just had those same type of scenarios and we won them. And we were just like, whoo, yeah, great win. We're on a game winning streak. Yeah. But then now that we're on the other side of that, and this happens throughout the season, now it's like individual, we feel like our world is falling. The sky is falling. But other fan bases felt the same way when the when Sacramento was on that losing streak they was on, I'm pretty sure they were panicking over there too. So we just need to stop thinking that it's, the world revolves around the Lakers. The NBA world does not revolve around us. We do not deserve, deserve to win a title every year. We are not championship or bust every year. History has showed that if you were a fan during the 90s, we did not win one championship. Matter of fact, we went in 91, lost to the Bulls, and we didn't make it back until the 2000 when we got Shaq and Kobe. So this whole notion that uh, we championship or bust is, is false. It's a myth. It's unrealistic. It's fun. It's fun when you're winning because you get to make up all these, you know, these fantasies in your head that we're always competitive and we're always winning, you know, championships. Calm down. <laughs> okay. In the 80s, that was like it okay in the 90s not so much in 2000 we got back to it and then kobe gave us two more then we you know and now we won one more that we act like we're not even grateful for it's amazing how rings are looked at now it's what what have you done for me lately and it's all about the players and you know not the team is it's a weird space we're in but i'm worried about sack time because they're going to come back ready and i'm sure that the lakers are praying that LeBron's able to have one of those games he had just now against this team. I don't think Sacramento's defense is going to be that much of a you know issue as long as we're hitting and Westbrook is still doing what he's doing. But man, it's just like, can we stop them? You know, are we going TB can't have another game like he's had defensively the last couple. If that, it's going to be a problem. Okay. So we're just baking on that. The Grizz, I feel like right now as constructed, we have no shot matchup-wise against them. I'm not saying we can't beat them, but if you look at the rosters, we do not match up well. They are matched up perfect for us. They have the grit. They have the jaw. They have the size. They have the versatility. They have the youth. We could be in trouble against this Grizz team. And and I'm telling you, that gritty is going to be out there. Do, 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 do. All that is going to be out there. And Maja, just stay out of his posters. That's all I'm asking. The only person I, I would love to see him dunk on is LeBron. I don't care. Or Russ. Like, if he's going to get a poster, get a poster against a, a, a top 75 player. I don't care if you dunk on TV. It's going to be fun to watch. But if you really want to get me out my seat, dunk on one of them, Ja. Where's Ja? <laughs> okay. So they give me problems. Portland are pesky because Dame is. Any, if we can get that game away early and just try to hold on for dear life, I'm fine. But if we keep going back, yeah, two point five point, Dame makes me nervous because Dame time will happen at any given time. And the Clippers, as disgusting as they look, and as inconsistent as they've been, 
they are a matchup problem for us as well. They have a lot of size. They have Zubac. They, you know, and the, oh, just wait. Everybody who's on the injury list, Kawhi's probably going to play. PG, I don't know what his status is. But I'm pretty sure he's going to come back because when we played against the Sixers, um, what was his what was my last name? Like Tobias Harris and all these guys came back for that game. It's like everybody's like, oh, no, let me sit out. Got to make sure the Lakers lose. Can't, can't let them get going. Nope, nope, nope. So that's where we are right now, and that's where I'm going to end it. Um, I don't have a record for this upcoming matchup. This is just I'm worried. So the panic meter is a little higher than usual just because this is a big stretch for us because we're really we're, we're right now we're in the corner man in, in, in the times counting down and whoo you know how to go tip tip when the 10 seconds are left in the round like right now man we just need to get get out this round so we got to get out of this funk guys hold on be strong you know and just remember the good news is ad could be on the way we're not going to talk about the trades and the, and, the, and the fans going crazy with the trade machine not getting at it this week We'll talk about it later. You guys have a good day, good night, good week. Laker 8216. See you next time.